0: Where in hell can you go, far from the things that you know, far from the sprawl of concrete that keeps crawling its way, keep your heart off your sleeve.
1: Guppy Productions presents Episode 2 of From Colchester to Sulawesi. Written for Koln Radio by Phil Boast and Paula Larcher. Finding Baha'u'llah. During discussions with friends and family regarding our plans, if such they may yet be called, and in any case of our imminent return to Sulawesi, One noteworthy thing is that nobody we spoke to had ever heard of the place, people often hazarding a guess that it's somewhere in Africa. This is not an unreasonable assumption, it does sound rather African after all, and during the years of Dutch colonial rule these were called the Celebes Islands, which people could be forgiven for not having heard of either, and the fact of it is that we had never heard of it prior to our decision to go there. Our motivation to visit for the first time had been largely animal-related. Having trekked the jungles of Borneo and spent time with wild orangutans and other denizens of the equatorial rainforest, our imagination was captured by this place, where it is said that around 80% of land-dwelling species are endemic. Neither of us are obsessive naturalists, but as a way into interesting and far-flung places, animals and birds can often get you there. I'd heard good reports of the scuba diving, and so we had decided to take a leap into the unknown and largely unheard of. That which has also drawn me, at least, to the place, is the fact that Alfred Russell Wallace, the contemporary of Charles Darwin, spent many years here, and between Sulawesi and Borneo, he drew his imaginary Wallace line to mark the marked differentiation between species on the two islands. Whereas Darwin was mainly an academic, his trip on the Beagle having been his one major field trip... Wallace was a hands-on naturalist who spent many years of his life killing animals, the better to understand them, all in the interest of scientific research, and it was from hereabouts that he wrote to Darwin regarding his idea of evolution by natural selection. It was this letter which prompted Darwin to finally publish Origin of Species, having prevaricated for several years before doing so. Charles wanted to be the first, it seems, and the rest is controversial history, and it's a history which has always fascinated me, and an idea which has changed so fundamentally the way that we view the natural world, and God for that matter, and part of the history took place here. In any case... We tell our families, friends and anyone interested that to find Sulawesi follow the equator around to the far east until you come upon a strangely shaped island just to the right of Borneo, then follow the vaguely horizontal northern arm of this island to its easternmost northernmost tip where the regional capital of Monado is located. This is one degree north of the equator, giving about 12 hours of glorious daylight and 12 hours of night. The sun setting at about six o'clock in the evening, only varying by about twenty minutes over the course of the year. From the tip of Sulawesi, a string of small islands goes northward, across which, at some seemingly arbitrary point, a line is drawn, north of which begin the islands of the Philippines.
0: isn't right we're now on our second trip to Sulawesi base camping at a coastal hotel from which we make the hot and arduous daily car journey to the highlands of Minahasa, where oni has in our three-month absence found various plots of land which are for sale we loved the mountain regions on our first visit to Sulawesi and the climate is so much more forgiving there than nearer the coast lovely cool evenings where sometimes I need a sweater to keep the chill off. Not at all what one would expect in the tropics. The mountains of North Sulawesi are beautiful and the fruit and flower markets of the local capital, Tomohan, are famous well beyond the region. Here, cloves, cinnamon, nutmeg and other exotic tropical spices thrive and unexpectedly, for us at least, potatoes are grown. The vegetable markets of Tomahom rather resemble English markets, with their so decorative stalls stacked high with familiar English vegetables. Cauliflowers, carrots, cabbages, tomatoes in abundance, the only distinction being the piles of ginger, chilies, and dried fish, which one rarely, if ever, sees in the markets of Colchester. The scenery is outstanding, dominated by Lokon, the local and often active volcano, which gives additional facility to the region with its quite frequent eruptions. We are also rather taken with Lake Tondano, a huge crater lake which supplies Monado and her environs with fresh water and hydroelectric power, and which further adds to the scenic beauty. We had a lovely lunch here in a bamboo restaurant built over the lake, a freshly caught fish from the lake which was cooked to perfection. What was so surprising was to see the huge golden koi carp in nets below the restaurant, which we could have chosen to eat instead of the less colourful lake fishes. They are so popular in England at the moment, ornamental koi seem to be the latest craze, and a single fish can change hands for hundreds of pounds. Many an enthusiast would cry in disbelief to know that for about a pound they could have their pick of any here in the nets and then eat them if they so choose. But still, such natural beauty and fine fish notwithstanding, something isn't right.
1: Bring the sharks, bring them from the brightness, bring them from the dark. caverns bring them from the heights bring them from the shadows stand them in the light
0: After four days of touring around, when we are offered land which, on the face of it, seems perfect for the building of whatever we intend to build, neither of us is completely happy with any of it. It is not until we are returned once more to the hotel and looking over the Sulawesi Sea, over dinner, that it occurs to us. What is missing is that which we are looking at. The ocean is calling. We want to live by the sea. We are looking in the wrong place.
1: Having dealt with the geography, it is worth making a note for our future planning of the geology of the place in which we are planning to invest. The northern peninsula of Sulawesi has for the past millions of years been about the tectonic business of moving eastwards, where it has now encountered the rest of the island, and has nowhere to go but upwards. The eastern tip of the peninsula has thus risen up concertina fashion and become volcanic and geologically unstable, thus giving rise to the highlands of Minnehaha and the local volcanoes. However, on reflection, such things need not concern Paula and I during our short lifetimes on this earth, except in regard to the earthquakes and volcanic eruptions, which are a quite frequent event hereabouts. Suffice to say that the two English people have made a fundamental error, and our search must continue where the mountains fall down to the sea.
0: So, for the next days of our trip, Oni and Albert search the northern coastline of North Sulawesi for land. Land ownership here is a fluid, often undefined and unpredictable thing, and land, which has not hitherto been for sale, can of a sudden become so, with a word in the right ear and perhaps some rupiah in the right hands, with the promise of more to come. Meanwhile, the local Indonesian currency continues to be a nightmare to come to terms with. Just how many noughts are there supposed to be? And what is the exact pound sterling value of 100,000 rupiah? How easy it is to be a millionaire here, but then comes the crushing disappointment of finding that it only equates to about 50 quid. I will get the hang of this. Oni reports back to us at the hotel that he has found half a dozen or so pieces of land along the coast, so off we set again, this time with higher hopes, albeit at lower altitudes. It does not become much lower, after all, than nothing much above sea level. Two or perhaps three days later, we are no further forward. Some of the coastal land for sale is idyllic, white sand beaches with jungle backing up behind... But there is only so far one can realistically venture into the wilderness, where a power supply and reliable fresh water become a serious consideration, not to mention any kind of a road to get us there. Two days before we are due to depart, Oni is close to exasperation and we are close to grinding disappointment. Perhaps, after all, This is all a bad idea, destined to go the same way as the Elephant Sanctuary or the Turtle Hatchery. It's not as though both of us don't have our moments of doubt. Which can turn into days of doubt for either or both of us. There is, however, one more piece of land that Oni has found in a small fishing village located some 15 kilometres from Monado. But we won't like it, he's sure. We go there anyway. We may as well whilst we're here. And within a few minutes of arriving, Phil and I look at one another, and without the need for words, we both know that this is the place. The village is called Behowo, and as far as anything is ever perfect, this is perfect. Perhaps this isn't such a mad idea after all. Motherland. said me don't go
1: don't you go find out what further adventures are in store for Phil and Paula as they travel from Colchester to Sulawesi in the next episode of Bill's Big Bag of Onions
0: Bill's Big Bag of Onions is a Guppy production for Colne Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience.